Season 1, Episode 30, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John 6, 47. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believes on me has everlasting life. So, I'm kind of excited to, to kind of had a breakthrough. This is Episode number 30, and I'm getting, if you noticed, uh, 28, I kind of, Got lost at the end, and, and then I, in 29, I tried to recover from that at the beginning of 29. Then 29, which was the last one I did yesterday, I got lost at the end of that one. And so now I'm going to re- try to recover from that. And uh, I've, I've been listening to my mistakes ever since the very first one I did. And uh, now I'm going to take the first part of a new podcast to... to uh, solve any problems that I heard when I listened to the podcast. And yesterday I, I was talking about uh, Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Trying to establish what a wage is. Uh, wage is something you earn. You don't get excited when somebody give you your, gives you your paycheck. It's uh, usually after you've done the work. And uh, so... Uh, Anyway, in uh, in a gift, I didn't really stress a gift very much, but uh, I remember after Hurricane Andrew, uh, we were up on Kendall. We came down south. It took us about five hours to go ten miles. You couldn't came down Chrome, but we were in in the fields. The the Chrome itself had telephone poles laying across it. Uh, we had to go south of our house and then come back north. Uh, it was it was pretty. I know I got kind of choked up when we drove by um, Silver Palm Trailer Park, and I, I I was wondering to myself, what is all this tinsel? It looked like tinsel in the trees, like Christmas tree, the shiny tinsel. And uh, I, I it just looked like it, the, there were no leaves, but you could see silver everywhere. And I didn't recognize silver. Palm Trailer Park because uh, usually it had a lot of trees around it and stuff like that, bushes and things like that. But now it was just clear and, and there were no trailers to be seen. It was just flat wood floors. And I remember that. That was the first time I got really choked up about that. But, um, and why in the world did I get off on that? I don't know. Being a little too cocky here but anyway okay so I was going to talk about uh, what I got stuck on yesterday was um, at the very end a license to sin and I wanted to stress that and I was the pastor of Palmetto Bible Church and Barb was the pastor's wife she'd been uh, a church worker for for many years and um we got married, and she became my wife. And she still worked in Bible college for a year and a half, teaching classes and uh, being a secretary of the church, Hank's secretary. And um, but anyway, now she was full time my wife. We didn't have any kids yet, and I was as busy as I could be. A lot of youth work and and trying to grow the church and just. And and I, I this is a true story. I didn't know where the spoons were for about three months. 
Now, we were also started Weight Watchers when we came back from that. And so I ate whatever she put in front of me and did real well, made my goal and, and all of that good stuff. But, um, but um, anyway, she, I, I, I would publish a, a newsletter once a month. It would be a calendar. It would, uh, it would have from the pastor's pen. I think it was from Pastor Pete or something like that. And uh, uh, so I would pick a pick something to write about. It was just not it was probably half a page. And um, I, I came up with one. And because of the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life, and it, we're going to talk about it a little bit in in chapter six here, John chapter six. How he'll never lose you, he'll never cast you out. Um, John ten twenty eight. We already said, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Romans eight says, there's no condemnation, there's no separation. Uh, pretty much, uh, once saved, always saved. And uh, maybe that's trying to pick a fight, but you know, bring it on. I, you know, what can I say? If you don't believe that, if you don't believe in eternal security, then you must have something to do with your own security. And you do you you don't believe that that uh, he'll never lose you. He'll never cast you out, um, as it says, in, as we'll see in John six. Anyway, so I was going to try to emphasize that in this letter, this newsletter, and I wrote the title of it. I wanted to get their attention, and I was, I said, "License to sin." And when I gave it to Barb to type, and we had a Commodore sixty four that wouldn't go below the line. So a P, would they would raise it up above the line. So they look like all capital P's and, and G's would be up above the line. Nothing would go below the line. It normally Y's, anything that had a tail that went below the line. It was Commodore 64, 64K. Okay, so anyway, it was a different world. But um, she said, she just flat said to me, I'm not going to type it. And uh, I believed her. <laughs> and so I, uh, I went back to my, our bedroom where I had my desk and, and uh, I thought about it and I rewrote it. And I, I looked up the word license, first of all. And it means, uh, I just looked it up again a few minutes ago. It means permission. Permission to do something, drive a car. Fish, fishing license. Without that permission, it's it's not legal. And so, what I was saying—a license that God gives us a license to sin—Paul answers that question with, "God forbid, God forbid that you sin after you're saved." Now, uh, unless you're really, really amazing, you will. Uh, but and I, you know. I, I would have to say daily um, for myself. But but anyway, um, license to sin. So I rewrote it and I came back to her with, uh, with a, uh, uh, and I might have even told a story. I, I might have said, I was, I was going to write a license to sin, but, but that's not true. He doesn't give us a license to sin. He doesn't give us permission to sin. What he gives us is permission to go to heaven written in the blood of Jesus Christ. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting, have everlasting life. And if you have an everlasting life today, as Hank Lindstrom would say, what are you going to have tomorrow? What are you going to have next week? Everlasting life. What are you going to have a year from now? Everlasting life. What are you going to have a million years from now? Everlasting life. What are you going to have a trillion, gazillion years from now? Everlasting life. If you have everlasting life, it, by definition, it lasts forever. And by definition, salvation is salvation and probation is probation. And a lot of people want to hesitate, but that's because they're trusting in their works. And they got to keep on keeping on. Uh, one of the points of Calvinism is perpetu per perpetuation of the saints. Or I, I don't really... It, it starts with a P and it, it means keeping on, keeping on. Perseverance of the saints, is that it? Perseverance of the saints. They got to persevere. They got to keep, keep, it, keep it on. And you might come, you can make the Bible say anything you want it to say if you take verses out of context. But anyway, I wanted to tell you that story about a license to sin. And I was wrong and she was right. And uh, that, that happened quite often. And uh, we would talk things out and, and, uh, and work it out. When we were first married, I was just terrified of getting a divorce. And uh, we went to Epcot on our honeymoon. Uh, the day after we were married, we went to Epcot. We stayed our first night in Tampa. And, but we went to uh, Epcot. And so, uh, you know, you walk around the lake and you've gone around the world. So I said, hey, Barb, you went around the world. And on your honeymoon. But it, it, we were about halfway around the world. And... She was holding my hand wrong. She was in front of my hand and she was pulling me along, you know, and this is, and I said, Barb, you can't drag me around like this. But she was just excited and I was an idiot. So, um, but I, I, I learned not to be an idiot over time. And uh, I've heard some, some men that I look up to, you know, admits to that. The thing about, the thing about a believer that believes in grace, they're not afraid to admit their mistakes. David wasn't ashamed of writing about his mistakes. Restore the joy of my salvation, as he says in Psalms, after he had sinned so despicably. God said he was only he was faithful in everything but the matter of Uriah the Hittite. But anyway, um, Bible scholars can argue about stuff like that. But um, all right, so let's go on to John six forty seven. Um, Verily, verily, um, esverdad, esverdad, is true, is true. Uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me has everlasting life. And I have everlasting life, and I will have it forever. And if you're trusting in Christ alone for your salvation, you've repented, you've turned from your dead works, even your very best works are as filthy rags. In Isaiah, I need to memorize that verse. You can look it up. Filthy rags, look it up in Isaiah. But um, you got to repent of your dead works and you got to put faith towards God. Uh, Hebrews 6, 6, 1. 
so let's go where if you if you have your Bible open to John chapter six, let's take a quick look at verse thirty-seven. This used to be on the old Florida Bible College track at the end of the track. After you got them saved, I guess you, you know you want to give them security. You know that, and, and I had it. I understood it was a gift, and I, I understood what eternal life was. And uh, Jack, knowing Jack Weaver, he probably said, "What if, what if you shot me dead right now? Would you still go to heaven?" You know, you just pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope, pushing the envelope. But um, all that the Father giveth to me shall come to me, and him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. So. In my mind, there's two ways Jesus could lose track of us. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. And I've had people tell me, well, I can get away if I want to. Okay. Well, this verse 37 doesn't really do with, deal with that. It deals with he will not cast you out. He won't let you go. And, and, and John 10, 28 says the same thing. No man shall pluck them out of my hand. But verse 39 here says, well, verse 38 says, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So even if I want to let you go, um, I came down to do my heavenly Father's will. And we're in the Trinity, and I don't even want to go there. I have a body, soul, and spirit, and I can say not tonight to my body, and I'm not going to eat that, or I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, or I'm going to do this, or I am going to do that. Um, verse 39 and this is the Father's will which he hath sent me that all of which he hath given me I should lose nothing but should raise it up again in the last day he won't cast you out verse 37 the last two words or the last phrase in I will in no wise cast out him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out all which Father hath given me I should which hath sent me that of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. When you need Christ to be your advocate, he'll be there. And right now, I'm just praying for opportunities to witness. I went to physical therapy today. There was a guy working on an alarm system there. And I said, can you work and listen at the same time? He said, yeah. So I told him about my accident, and I told him that uh, you know, I woke up if I hadn't woke up in the ambulance, I would have woke up in heaven, not because I'm good, but because Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for all my sins. Um, anyway, I, I think I got called in at that point. I usually, you know, without giving Scripture, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So, you, uh, you know, telling my story and that little, you know, if I hadn't, if I hadn't woke up, I would have woke up in heaven, not because I'm good, but because Jesus Christ died on the cross and paid for my sins. I learned that from Barb when we went to Honduras. I'm going to do this in Spanish. It's the only Spanish I know. But I learned it from Barb, and I don't do it very well. I think I learned it incorrectly. All right, over the years I've left some of it out. But Yo sé que voy a cielo a morir. I know that I'm going to heaven cuando a morir, when I die. No es que soy bueno, not because I'm good. Sino Jesus Cristo, but Jesus Christ, Muria en la cruz, died in the cross. 
murió en la cruz y pagó por todos mis pecados and paid for all my sins. And uh, so when I tell people, if I hadn't woke up in heaven, if I hadn't woke up in the ambulance, I'd have woke up in heaven, not because I'm good, but because Jesus Christ died and Christ paid for all my sins. That's what I'm saying. I know I'm going to heaven when I die, not because I'm good, but because Jesus Christ paid for all my sins. And I get very, either I get really positive responses from that, or I get, you know, just kind of confused looks, or or I get people going, no, you, you got to do more than that. You got to do more than believe. And I, I don't think that's what it says. Um, this verse says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. There's, Je there's the gospel according to Jesus Christ. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. If, and I would tell the kids in my class, I'd say, if Jesus Christ were standing here right now, and he said, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, as for God, as for God, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. Would you believe him? And then I would say, you know, some of you would go out and say, man, that was a really good actor Mr. Kingman had in the, man, that looked real. Those, those holes in his hands and the holes, that was really good makeup. Whatever, they would just go out and, you know, I couldn't, people are going to believe not because they see the Lord or, or see a miracle. They're going to believe because they're looking, they're searching. I believed because I was searching. Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened. What about all the people who never heard of them? Seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be opened unto you. Personally, my, my favorite example of that is the five Alka Indians that killed the five missionaries in Ecuador in 1956. I was two years old. I was the age of Nate Saint's youngest son. His oldest son was baptized by the leader of the five Alcas that killed his father and, and four other missionaries. I personally talked to Frank Drown, who, who led the rescue party at the uh, Frontier School of the Bible, where my son was going back about 15 years ago. What a privilege it was to, he's passed away now. But I mean, the Army, the U.S. Army, Life Magazine was there. It was one of those stories that you just, you know, the whole world knows about. The latest ones I can think about are the ones like uh, some mines caved in, some coal mines or something caved in in South America or Mexico. And I know I was praying for those people. And But anyway, this was a big, the five missionaries that were lost in 56 was a huge story. And and they found the bodies and or the artifacts of, of one of them. They couldn't find the body, but they found... Uh, some some Kichwa Indians went ahead the day before, and they brought back um, the one they couldn't find. His watch and his his wife recognized that. And um, anyway, it's a it's an amazing story. Read through Gates of Splendor if you have time. Uh, Elizabeth Elliot's book because she, as soon as she was able, she took her only child, a little toddler, into the jungle with Dayuma who was an Alka Indian, but had not been for 10 years or something, ran away as a little child to avoid being killed because the Alkas would do that. If somebody died, somebody else had to die because it was bad, whatever, hocus pocus. So they had to, everybody was, anyway, it was, it, they didn't live very long. And um, so she went back, took her daughter back there. And they, they the reason the five 
killers didn't kill the women is because they just weren't very afraid of women. And they want them to Christ. I mentioned that before. But um, so uh, what else do we have here? In, in John chapter 6, we have... Um, we have, anyway, um, John chapter 6. We have Peter's Testament. Um, John chapter 6, Jesus claims to be the bread of life. And, and uh, I am the bread of life which came down from heaven. If any man may man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And I am the bread, and I will, I will give and the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. And the Jews therefore strove among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? And Jesus said unto them in verse 53, 653, John 653, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man eat my flesh, eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Uh, he tells his disciples that he was speaking uh, spiritually, spiritually speaking. The words were spirit. Anyway, uh, Peter's confession of faith in verse 67. Uh, he lost, after he said this stuff about cannibalism, or they took it as cannibalism, which was just, you know, he was going to give the woman at the well in John chapter 4 living water. And now he's talking about his flesh and, and dying for their sins is what he was talking about. But it's coming and, and some of these maybe believed later and some of them didn't. That's just some of you are going to believe and some of you aren't. Um, so... Uh, Verse 67, Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will you go away also? He had twelve apostles, and then he had other disciples that followed him as well. I think, it, I think the number was like 150 other people that came and went, and included women and uh, Mary Magdalene and people like that. And Jesus said unto the twelve, Judas, of course, was still with him. Then Simon Peter answered, him and said unto him, Where shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Having, Have I not chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? So I, I brought up... Uh, um, Judas and, and so did Christ right here. And he spake of Ju verse 71 of chapter 6. He spake of Judas Iscariot, Simon, son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. And he says that he knew that that Judas never believed. So he was not a believer. He was uh, didn't didn't go to his own. He didn't go to hell because he was. Uh, uh, betrayed Jesus or any other reason. He went to hell because he never believed. And that's the only reason anybody goes to hell. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. 
and it doesn't get any better than that. That's the gospel according to Jesus Christ. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. Take it to the bank. Believe it. Repent of your dead works because they're never going to save you. Not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us. Uh, for by grace he saved through faith, that not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, this is uh, just a very powerful verse to use, words of Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ were standing here right now and he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life, would you believe him? And I'm going to celebrate uh, not having been able to finish this one. If I hadn't, I would finish it on the next one. But I think when I'm listening to this, unless I catch some mistakes, which I probably made some, but uh, I'm going to say adios, which means to God. To God. And vaya con Dios, go with God.